Hey, you're listening to Tech Talks with Lou and I'm Lou Tamlett. I hope you're having a good day and I'm really thankful for you listening. So this is Tech Talks with Lou, the show in which I discuss the top tech secrets for success from the best in today's digital world. Last time I spoke with Jeremy Inson, international sports journalist, and we spoke about storytelling in journalism and high profile sports events like the World Cup. If you haven't already listened, head back after this episode and let me know what you think. My guest today is founder of The Journaling Guy and has more than 20 years in broadcasting. I'd like to welcome Matt Young to my podcast. Hi, Matt. Hi, Lou. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. How are you doing today? Really good. Yeah, yeah, really good. I've, I've, it's, uh, I've had a very good sort of admin-y kind of morning, which isn't very exciting, but absolutely essential. Exactly. When we're running our own businesses, we still need to work on the business. So you are founder of The Journaling Guy, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of want to know a bit more about your story, mm-hmm. because obviously journaling and um, kind of things associated with mental health um, and well-being is the focus. Yeah. But did you start out writing and journaling? Heavens, no, no. Um, and a, a very uh, young 16-year-old, uh, not very wise to the world, I left school and became a car salesman um, because at the age of 16, I was a typical little 16-year-old boy who just loved cars. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I did that wonderful thing back in the late 80s of uh, going on to what was called the youth training scheme, uh, which we now just call an apprenticeship. And um, yeah, I did that for a couple of years and, and, and got into the car sales industry. So I, I was in selling cars for about eight years to start out with. Um, and then various things kind of took me all over the UK. Um, one of those being a young lady uh, came down to to Devon for the very first time and um, discovered hospital radio of all things. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, and I had to tinker around with that. Didn't think much of it. Then moved back to the southeast, which is where I was originally from. Um, and, and found myself uh, really, really missing doing radio. And it depends on when this uh, this episode goes out. I've just handed my notice in to uh, <laughs> to oh, go full time exactly. with the journaling guy and and other little projects that I'm running. So yeah, that's that's yeah. A, a quick resume of my working career from '89 to 2002. Oh, 2022. Oh, fabulous. Well, thank you for that intro. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned car sales. Um, so whilst I wasn't at the you know the kind of coal face of car sales. Um, I have also worked in the car industry um, Mm. that I really loved. Um, Yes, one of my passions as kind of growing up was cars and kind of fast engines and machines. And it's really nice to hear that you kind of, you know, picked one of your passions and kind of went full steam ahead with it. Because where Mm. else do you go when you're young apart from to follow a passion? But I know so many of us end up kind of going through life choosing things that we think um, kind of historically might fit our lifestyle rather than digging into the the actual passion. So I applaud you for for doing that um, and, you know, kind of going with that. But then also finding the broadcasting and feeling like that's something that you really enjoy or you, you kind of learned to enjoy because you then missed it because you weren't doing it. Yeah. Well, I've, I've literally had an epiphany as you've been speaking there. And actually, I do feel like my career has all of a sudden I've realised that my career has been quite passion led, which is quite uh, quite a thing to discover in your 50s. <laughs> um, but, well, but, again, yeah. congratulations for that. And and it's good because you've honoured it. You've honoured it. And now it's like, 
reality. Yeah, I mean, I went to a, 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 I went to a very sort of what's the best way to describe it? A middle class grammar school, and you know, the kids were all leaving to go and be city traders in London, and that was the last thing I wanted to do. Yeah, but I loved cars. I was don't get me wrong, I was quite materialistic still, and I think the thought of having a brand new company car every three months was fantastic to a sixteen year old lad. So exactly. you know, I was, I, was, I, was <laughs> <laughs> I was still chasing the money, but then. The broadcasting thing was was a bit of a surprise you know that i mean everybody says oh well you've always been able to talk and all that sort of stuff but <laughs> yeah, yeah i i really fell into that industry and, and i think i only really worked in it well i worked in it up until full time up until 2010 and i've kind of flicked back in and out of it and i've just i'm, I'm just finishing a two-year run doing a drive time show for a for a tiny little um community radio station which is run by a bunch of friends of mine um, and they and they weirdly came back into uh, connection with them, and they said, "Did you want to come and work for us?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do." Um, but you know, it, it, the money, as you can understand, for a community radio station, really wasn't that much. And yes. oh, it, but it's enabled me to do the other stuff along the side, which is why the journaling guys got to the point now where the only reason I'm stopping working in radio is because I've got to go full time with the journaling guy; otherwise, it's not going to yes. grow. Well. Yeah, I mean, okay, so you've you've chosen passions throughout your career and you've connected with friends and people that you just love being around. Mm. You know, that's a double whammy there. You know, if you can really choose to be around people that make you feel happy and fulfilled, then you've got it. You've absolutely got it. Well, yeah, I've been very fortunate to work with some wonderful people. I've also worked with some absolute so-and-sos as well, to be honest with you. You know, <laughs> mainly back in my in my corporate car selling days but uh yeah as of like although i did work for a, a radio station which was then taken over which was then taken over and you become part of a you do yeah. become a number on the payroll and i guess i've always kind of kicked against that and uh yeah. i have i mean even in the radio industry you're you're self-employed you get a contract which lasts a year two years three years so you know i have been self-employed since well for over 20 years now Yes. And I'm, I don't really see me becoming a, a number on a payroll anytime soon or yeah. ever again, to be honest. <laughs> so we also spoke offline about you um, working in the mobile phone industry. Um, tell me a bit about that. Well, yeah. So out of car sales, I then became a, I, I thought I was a salesman. I, don't get me wrong. I was okay at it, but uh, not really a career that I found myself, you know, being passionate about, but had to get another job. So um, I went to work for a, a company, a very small, had two shops and it was run by two brothers uh, and they fitted car stereos and car alarms. And I, again, there's a car theme, definitely. Yep. Uh, and I love, you know, I love music. There's the radio thing. Uh, yep. And I went to work for them. And as I was working with them, they introduced the sale of mobile phones in the shops. And I, and they said, oh, but if you, by the way, if you're out fitting a stereo or an alarm and you hear the, the door, door buzzer go off, run inside, look after client. And if everybody buys a sell of mobile phone, we'll give you a tenner. And I'm like, and then the salesman in me straight away went, oh, commission. And uh, all of a sudden <laughs> this, you know, I, I was the bottom rung of the ladder in the fitters, fitting car stairs and car alarms. But all of a sudden I was the, 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 the best salesman because they offered me a tenner every time I sold a mobile phone. So yeah, I, I sold mobile phones back in the day when there were two tariffs, you either paid more for your phone and then paid lower tariff or less for the phone with a higher tariff. Um, oh, and mobile phone I, numbers... I, I, I've got a confession, actually. So mobile phones back in the mid 90s, was that the time you were in kind of Very much phone so. sales? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when I went off to university, 
I was very fortunate to be offered by my parents a mobile phone so I could keep in touch with them. But that was only because I kept putting the old style pound coins into the house phone that the landlord had kind of upped the rate. So it wasn't the regular, you know, 10p a minute thing. Yeah. Um, it became a lot more. And I used to have to have pocketfuls, you know, kind of about 20 pound coins just to pay for a call to my then boyfriend. So they got me a mobile phone and um, I love the color yellow. And um, it was a yellow mobile phone from uh, a shop and from a mobile phone provider, quite new. So I went off and obviously, you know, had a couple of numbers, my mum and dad and my boyfriend. And um, yeah, one month I got a phone call from my parents saying, hmm, there's quite a large bill. Um, And you know that feeling where your blood runs really hot round your body? (laughs) Yeah, exactly that moment. Um, That month, the bill was £800. And I know, I know. Okay, so the whole talking thing, um, I I can do it cheaper on a podcast now, so we're all right. (laughs) Thank God for that. So, so the phone had to be returned because, um, you know, it wasn't my fault. I was the darling daughter. Um, you know, it was the fault of the provider. Um, and the phone got handed back very, very quickly. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the bills were astronomical back in the day, weren't they? Oh, well, I mean, you know, I think so. I didn't have to pay them at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did. And so did all my clients who were buying phones from me. So uh, yeah, so there was a, a, yeah, a bit of a mobile phone thing. I even went on to sell fire extinguishers, believe it or not, which was a god-awful job because it was all cold calling. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not someone wants to do day in, day out. Well, uh, yeah, it kind of, I'm pleased it wasn't a hot call. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't realise my dad was here. He'd be bringing out the jokes. Crikey. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. So... Um, you've got the cars, you've got the music, um, and you've got the mobile phones. So the whole kind of talking, communicating mm. um, in the broadcasting, uh, working in local radio, um, doing it for the love of it rather than, um, you know, any other, you know, financial gain. for the money. I mean, apart yeah. from the £10 bonuses or commission on your selling your mobile phones. But it sounds like you've got a really lovely core of values and kind of passion for what you're doing now so talk to me about the journaling guy because that's ultimately why we're having this discussion ah oh, well thank you yeah so I will go back a little bit to introduce how the journaling guy came about because the last thing I am is a writer um and a, a friend of mine launched a book the other day and there was a really inter- interesting statistic 81 percent of us think we have a book in us but 0.008 of us actually publish a book so it's not it's not even like a, a tenth of a tenth of one percent of people actually publish books. Okay, so, I like um, I like that stat. I'm I like to be the the lower stat person. So uh, watch yeah. the space for a book. I'm gonna. My I'm friend gonna was yeah. My friend was that. delighted. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. Go back to uh, probably. Well, I I know the date I bought a domain name. It was back in 2015. So here I am in 2015, just approaching, or really honestly, already in middle age. And I was seeing around me a lot of men that were just struggling a little bit. Now, I don't know if you can tell already, but Lou and I, you know, we, I, I know you, Lou, you know me. Uh, I'm quite an open person. And I was seeing a lot of guys around me that weren't. 
and I thought, well, you know, and so I bought a domain name, which was literally middle-aged-men.co.uk or something like that, uh, which I've since relinquished. And you're free to go and buy it if you want, because I'm not going to buy it back off of you if you want to make some money out of me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and it was just this idea because I had a full time job at the time. I was working in social media. That was my kind of like my third career. So from I stopped working in radio in 2010 and I've, as I say, I've been in and out of it, but from 2010 to 2012, uh, sorry, from 2010 until 2022, pretty much been in social media. And I, I bought this domain with an idea of helping middle-aged men communicate better. And as that's evolved, it's not just middle-aged men that I found out needed my support. It's just men because we're not. We're, we're not good communicators generally. I'm, I'm generalizing massively because there are some fabulous communicators out there. But we're a little bit emotionally constipated, which I think is a probably better way of describing what I was trying to, to fix. And um, I, I, this evolved and I got talking to more men and I found that younger men were struggling with it as well. Uh, so how do we go about fixing this? And the thing that I discovered for myself, having, and I will call myself an excellent communicator. I think I'm very good at it. I, uh, I would agree, I have, Matt. I it, would well, agree. If I have one skill in life, I'm taking excellent communicator. But And... But but not all men found it so easy to be able to communicate that way. So I started to to write my thoughts and feelings down. Um, and that this, again, a little eureka moment going, oh, God. So so and I've got an avatar of the guy that I want to get to, the guy that probably needs my support. And that's Barry down the boozer. Barry's the guy that props up at the bar in the boozer and tells everybody how to do things. And, you know, he's got the world sorted. Barry's actually... A really, quite a lonely guy and he's he's not got that many friends because the people down the boozer don't really oh god barry's telling us how to run a business and telling us how to cure world hunger and all this sort yeah. of stuff barry needs to take a little bit of time and and write his thoughts and feelings down in a journal um because that's the way that and i'm gonna i'm gonna carry on calling him barry i'm sorry if your name is barry but it's just my avatar i wrote about and you know and, and that's the way that barry can actually break down those barriers that he has and actually have some decent, heartfelt, honest conversations with people by starting to do that, first of all, with a piece of paper. Um, and, and it's just as simple as, right, I've got so much stuff going on inside my head. Let's just get some of that down on a piece of paper to free up a bit of space in my head yeah. to kind of go about my everyday life. And, and that's literally where the journaling guy sprang from. Nothing more complicated or um, cleverer than that, really. Um, and I, I think I've, you know, I've always said I'm not a writer. And if you saw my journals, which, by the way, you probably never will, because I'm really honest in those things. And yeah. I write down yeah. the best and the worst of times in there because it kind of gets everything out. But, I, you know, I'm qualified to be a GP because my handwriting is terrible. It looks like a <laughs> spider's crawling across the page. Oh, you know, it, but it, it, it's again, yeah. it's not about having correct grammar. It's not about crossing the T's and dotting the I's. It's about. Yeah. A, a download, a, a brain dump onto a piece of paper. So yeah. you do not need to be a skillful writer. You just need to get those thoughts as you hear yeah. them in your head onto a piece of paper. Okay, Matt. So one of the questions that comes up in my mind when you're talking is why does Barry need to write? You know, does he think he needs to write? What's What's the point? What's the question that is coming to Barry's mind to make him pick up a journal or pick up a piece of paper and a pen and write. Barry needs to have the realization that, that he actually he's, you know, he, his life is <laughs> be quite harsh. Here. It's quite a superficial life that Barry's leading. And there is more to life than, than propping up the bar in the pub 
five, six, seven nights a week. You know, there are better does, things. Does he, does he, this imaginary person, does he think he knows that there's something better? What's I, What I'm trying to get at is what's mm. the trigger point for someone deciding to start journaling? What is it around them or what they're, what are they feeling to make them question themselves? Because they may not have questioned themselves for the whole of their life. Mm. So what is it now that will make them pick up a pen and paper or a journal? Potentially something drastic changes in their life. Um, because if nothing ha- nothing changes, Barry's going to continue with the behaviour that he's always done. So whether that be a breakdown in relationship, a loss of a close one, someone like that, something like that is going to trigger, hang on, I'm wasting my life propping up the pub bar, uh, spending money, getting drunk, uh, and and just going nowhere, doing the same thing over and over again. So it's yeah. going to take something quite drastic for Barry to go, is there a bit more to life than what I'm experiencing right now? Yeah. And it's a shame. My difficulty is getting to the barriers of this world. Yeah. You know, I can do my journaling stuff with, with, with a corporate audience and with entrepreneurs like ourselves, yeah. you know, people like us, we, we will probably be a bit more open to this. But Barry down the pub just reads the newspaper and it's one yeah. that tells him one story. So getting to him is, is difficult. But it, yeah. You know, my idea is to put the stuff out there through my social media channels. And when Barry has that situation in his life where he says, Mm -hmm. surely there's a bit more to it than this. Hopefully Barry sees my stuff, which is I'm trying to make it as accessible as possible because it's not like this, you know, Oh, journal and your life will be solved. You know, it's, it's, it's nowhere near as as easy as that, but actually just that softer side of guys that I want you to be in touch with and, and be open to sort of, you know, different ways of thinking rather than just being that bloke down the booth that tells everybody what to do so what I'm hearing and thinking is that you know someone having a life experience where they're literally doing the same thing day in day out um, and they're just noticing that they're doing the same thing day in day out Hmm. so maybe they may or may not have a trigger point but I, I guess it's that monotony of life and you know somewhere in their subconscious they're questioning is this all life has to offer? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, uh, you know, we, we, none of us want to experience, you know, difficult situations, but it's it's knowing that there's something better out there. And I think that's what you're trying to achieve with the journaling guy, that there is another way, that there is something bigger than these individuals themselves and, and more, you know, kind of passion, more, um, you know, more excitement in life, more diversity, more inclusion, more everything. Um, but they've not seen it yet. If that's what people are looking for as well, you know, I'm, I'm, I, the last thing I want to do is is shove this down anybody's throat. If you don't believe in it, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. Yeah. But what I also want to say to that same person is don't know until you tried. OK, have a look at it. And the yeah. other thing I wanted to pick up there is what you said, which was really important, is that you said about, you know, none of us really want to go through difficult times and we don't, but we all will. You know, you will have to go to family members' funerals. You know, that sort of stuff will happen. And actually, I I write, I can't say anything about this now, but my my gift to the nearest and dearest people to me this Christmas will be based around writing because I can kind of express myself a bit more. I I mean, I don't know when the podcast actually comes out and how many of my family are nearest. Well, I want them all to listen to this, obviously. But but yeah, I'm doing something... (laughs) quite different and that that's not been in my makeup uh yeah for my entire life that's something that journaling has brought to me 
Um, and it's just a, it's, it's a way that I can express myself. And again, it's the softer side to me. You know, I am I'm a typical middle aged man who loves football, loves to drink beer. And I love going out and, you know, and I play golf and I, I'm quite archetypal in a lot of ways, which is why I want other guys who are pretty normal people to realize that actually it's not a bad thing to pick up a pen to pick up a piece of paper and start writing about your thoughts and feelings doesn't make you any softer doesn't make you any worse of a human being i promise you it will actually make you a lot better you're listening to tech talks with lou and i'm lou temlett and today i'm talking with matt young founder of the journaling guy so matt this podcast is about tech and mm. i kind of want to know um, if it's not obvious already, your journey through your careers, uh, multiple careers, um, and how technology has enhanced where you are right now. Goodness me. I mean, I couldn't be anywhere without tech right now. I really couldn't. Um, you know, like you, Lou, I've I've had a podcast in the past and it's had international guests on it. I've sometimes done video recordings with them as well. Um, I live in quite a remote area in North Devon. Um, I live in a village. And if the internet drops out, well, I'm lucky that I've got a mobile phone that I can tether from. You know, it's so without that kind of technology, um, my business wouldn't be able to survive. So I'm, I've got a journal that I'm going to be releasing soon, you know, a physical journal that people can write in. And all of that negotiation about getting that journal sorted has been online. You know, there's been a couple of video calls. There's been lots of emails, you know, so that connectivity and, you know, has been absolutely vital to me. Um, and I, I've worked for myself for over 20 years, you know, so I have to have a functioning computer that I can send my invoices out to people. Now, I don't know <laughs> if this is the kind of tech that you're talking about, but yeah. you know, here I, I am mean, with a, a it's all sorry, tech, and I, it's all tech. And I think, yeah. you know, we, we can normalize things and not appreciate that they've delivered us to the point where we are today. Um, but it's fundamental. And like you're saying, you know, we've we've normalized technology, you know, back in the, the early 90s, oh. tech wasn't well, it, it's kind of normalized in my family. But, you know, the, the mobile phones, the communication, I think the communication tech, and the connectivity is the piece um, for this episode. And, you know, I can really see how it's moved things along for you, um, in terms of getting you to, to the point of the journaling guy. Yeah, I mean, I think I got my first computer, I'm going to say late 90s, early 2000s. And it was a big desktop thing that wasn't very powerful. But you know, it just about worked. And I was I was working for myself at the time. And again, I needed this computer, I used to, there's a tiny little career I had in property. <laughs> there's been lots. And, and I, I, I created um, uh, what they called inventories for rented properties. So, you know, I had to put together, right, well, there's in this room, there is a light fixture and there is a plug on the wall and there's some curtains on the curtain poles. And, all, and I, and I, so I'd have to put this all together and then go and check people into their new properties. So even at that stage, you know, I, I absolutely had to have a computer. Without that, I wouldn't have been able to do that business. But from when radio said in 2010, there was a, a big change in radio itself. And, and a lot of local radio stations were swallowed up into more regional or national stations. And in the Southwest, they made a hundred and I think it was about 150 people redundant. Uh, and I was one of those. And at the time, I was already starting to realize, oh, I love social media. It's a really good way to connect and, and to, to potentially market a business. 
So I was very lucky to find a business partner that as soon as I came out of radio, I went into business with somebody. We built websites. We did social media training. Um, trying to convince people that social media is a way to market your business in 2010 was really flipping difficult, let me tell you. <laughs> was that 12, 12 years ago? And now it's like, yeah. if you're not advertising your business through social media, then yeah. you don't have a business. But again, you know, that, 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 and, and the one, the guy I work with ran several companies and one of those was building apps. You know, he was already starting to be an app developer back in, you know, 12 years ago, yeah. which for the Southwest was quite forward thinking, believe you and me, because we're a little bit, a little bit behind the curve down here, but that's Oh, come on, here. come on. Look, I, I went to university in Plymouth. We were doing all those things. There are pockets, I agree, there are, but, yeah, you know, yeah. all over the UK, you know, there are wonderful people doing um tech stuff and, and initiatives but you know are they shouting about it are they talking about their achievements maybe mm. not you know no. but it's about having a voice and recognizing all of those amazing people and skills just want to Absolutely. shout that out there because that's kind of good so i also want to come on to men's mental health because your your target audience or the the person that you really need um or, you know, you'd love to engage with the journaling guy, are men. Mm. Um, am I right in thinking any age man or have you got a specific kind of demographic? Again, where I started out from with Who Needs Instructions um, was middle-aged men. But no, and it's very much about, because um, I, I, one of my best friends is a guy in his late 20s. In fact, no, he's just turned 30, but I've known him since his late 20s. Just an amazing young human being who is, you know, striving forward in the world of uh, the world of business but personally he was really really struggling and it's yeah. talking to him and realizing actually there are a lot of guys in their 20s as well who are suffering from this who are suffering yeah. from any kind of mental health or as i was you know my angle coming it from was was that verbal constipation not being able to talk about their thoughts and their feelings yeah and, and this guy now is a much more open human being about it. Uh, we talk about journaling together all the time. In fact, I spent two hours with him on Saturday afternoon. Um, so, but the journaling sort of things is very much not aimed at men, although I think men will probably benefit from it the most. Purely, and I, I, everything I say here is is a massive generalization, yeah. but I think it's generally accepted that women are better communicators than men. Um, now, if I look at the people that have taken my journaling courses, it's about a 50-50 split. And I'm more than happy yeah. with that. You know, I, I certainly don't want to just create journals for men. Yeah. Um, I want people to be able to journal, to look after themselves and to get to know themselves better. Yeah. And if that is, if that means women take the course, if that means men take the course, I really yeah. don't mind either way. But yeah. I do think that it's all evolved from getting men to communicate better. So the angle was, let's help men out. Do you know what? If it helps women as well, fantastic. Yeah. You know, yes. I mean, I, I remember seeing your social media posts not too many weeks ago and going, actually, I used to journal. And what a great reminder to just pick up that notebook and pen and regularly write. You know, I'm always writing notes and, and yeah. kind of, um, you know, stuff on, on my notes app. Um, but actually to pick up a pen and write you know I know you talk about how kind of connected and cathartic and all of those wonderful things are you know the muscle memory of mm. writing and actually you know the physical download as it were yeah. of your thoughts and whatever's coming up for you um, is really quite important as well uh, making it more kind of you know analog in its sense rather than a digital thing 
Yeah, I, I have to say, though, because I was always really quite, you know, oh, yeah, actually, the, the physical act of putting a pen on a piece of paper and, and seeing it come out and then going, oh, look how much I wrote today. And that's brilliant. And I, I was a really massive and still am a massive advocate for that. However, I, to save time, because we're busy, everybody's busy, I have journaled on my laptop because I can type quicker than I can write. And my brain <laughs> yes. works... 28 million times faster than my mouth or my hands and there's so much crap i need to get out of there onto a piece of paper that you know i, I i've recently i've kind of been a bit more physical journaling again um yeah. but no i mean last week i wrote my journal on my laptop because it's because i was yeah. short of time you know that i don't there's what my and i'm and whether i have a usp or not but the angle i come from is i want to teach people to journal so they can look after themselves there's a lot of journals out there and they're yeah. very prescribed they're quite formulaic and yeah. i think if you just have the basics in place journaling works for you in the way that you want it to work for you yes. um, and as long as you've got right here's how you start here's some stuff that i think maybe you should talk about and write about and then here's how you wrap it up it yeah. doesn't really have to be any more complicated than that and my journal that i'm releasing is is literally a notebook uh, yeah. with a little insert that says right this is how you get going um and that's you know i it's probably a really bad business model but you know i it's it's for me it is really more about creating yeah. something that helps people and if yeah. i can make a living out of it happy days yeah one of the things i discovered um the other day and you know you can record your voice or you can dictate sometimes it's a bit rubbish but um i tried doing it again in my notes app this week and it's really really accurate so you know okay so you know those those programs are like things like the circle where they have to message um other people in the other rooms yeah and they're going blah 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 dot you know heart emoji blah blah, blah. um i was doing exactly that and it worked perfectly full stop comma so i kind of add all the grammar because i'm a bit you know like that I um do. but but i just i discovered that the the audio your microphone not the dictation bit but the the microphone of an app works superbly so that was even quicker for me um so anyway but um i kind of want to even do it in word exactly yeah. exactly it works so well and it's just a reminder isn't it how you can streamline make life a bit easier you know whether it's having a, a, a journal nearby or in your bag or you know in your whatever i was going to say briefcase but well, no yeah. one <laughs> sorry bit of blast just, from no, the I just told you about my friend uh, he, in his late 20s, early 30s. He's a real tech guy and he's running several businesses uh, and, and, you know, the automation and stuff that he needs. And he's always saying to me, Matt, I, I journal, but what I want to find is a way of doing audio journaling, that, which then turns it into the physical written word. And yeah. that's how he does his best, because, again, I believe that he would be better off writing it down. But there's a man who has currently very little time on his hands i mean yes. you know, i i can count six businesses that he's a, a part of um and Amazing. but that's you know and that shows you the difference in the demographics as well you know so we've got these guys in their 20s who are really tech savvy and probably want to do this kind of stuff with apps and online whereas you've yep. got the guys probably my age 50 and older that actually give me a physical journal i want to write stuff down in there it's just i want to find what works best for you and that then yeah. that's but i just want everybody to start writing stuff down <laughs> yeah no that's that's great i i feel like we've kind of skimmed over the mental health bit so how can journaling help um mental health um or mental wealth as i like to kind of you know phrase okay, it yeah 
the, the, and this is, you know, a lot of people go, oh, you want to get men to communicate better. So you want to help. You're, you're a mental health expert. And, and, you know, I'm not a mental health expert. We've all had our own struggles. We all have our own experiences with it. But what I definitely wanted to do was help men to communicate better. And that, in turn, if you are able to talk and speak to your partner or your mates or your family about yeah. these things that are struggling, that you're struggling with potentially, then that is definitely going to help your mental health. So, yeah, my angle, yes, I think it will help mental health. Um, and I'm undergoing training as we speak. I've just completed training as a men's health champion. Um, next week, I'm training in uh, in menopause as well, because actually, guys, we need to understand exactly what a woman goes through for the menopause. So I'm having my menopause training as well. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm going to try and get myself up to speed on as many things as possible. But all of this stuff is going to help us deal better with our own mental health. So, yeah. you know, I, my, I went through a marriage breakdown and I, I was drinking too much afterwards. And then I made this video, which was a really kind of pivotal moment for me back in 2017. Uh, and I just, I, I, I got, I made a grammatical mistake and you've just mentioned the way that, Oh yeah, I put full stops and new commas and all that stuff. But I was recording this video and I said, Oh, I don't suffer from mental health. <laughs> it's like, there's a, that's not really what I meant to say, but I think people yeah. understood it. And yeah. it, it was just this, look, you know, I want to get guys talking. I think yeah. that year the London marathon was, was supporting a, a mental health charity. Certainly one that was getting men to communicate better. Um, yeah. The two princes had just started to talk about their own mental health oh, issues course, because yes. yeah, what, the, what their mother had gone through. There was a very famous comedian who was talking about what he was going through. And it was just, it made me realize that, you know, actually if we do communicate more and say, look, yeah. I guarantee you, and this is a story that's happened to me so many times. I guarantee if you talk to one of your close friends and say, look, mate, I had this situation and I was thinking this, uh, yeah. And if you get, you know, if you if that person is is connected in in just the right way, they'll go. Do you know what I've thought about that as well? But yeah. we don't flip and talk about it enough. Yeah, and that's and where. Think, go on. Yeah. No, that I think the the journaling is absolutely the place to start mm. uh, because there's a lot of I don't know. I I used to feel quite a lot of anxiety about being completely and utterly honest. You know, there's that level of judgment that one might feel. Um, if you're speaking these things but if you're actually journaling it it's a really safe space to, yeah. to offload all of your thoughts and I guess for me you know I've kind of moved quite a long way forwards and I'm now able just to be completely and utterly honest in conversations no yes there are boundaries and there are barriers but I'm I've now been journaling uh, you know probably for as long as you have um, in my own life to mm -hmm. help me kind of get through things and I now just go, I don't care about how I'm being judged. I'm able just to speak these things um, and not worry about how I'm being perceived. But I think yeah. that's quite a long way down the line for some people that are just starting out. So kind of really reinforcing the journaling being a safe space for you just to say exactly what you want. You know, it's kind of having the, I remember having a diary when I was like four or five, no, maybe seven or eight. Anyway, mm -hmm. it had a little lock on it. Um, and kind of writing oh I fancy blah 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 I'd love to kiss blah 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 or whatever it was okay you know the types of diaries 100%. Anyway. <laughs> but would I ever tell anybody else of course mm. not but you know I kind of wanted to go oh well you know this this was what it was like 
but my my grandmother used to journal in a way she used to write i mean i've, I've got swathes and swathes of of her kind of diary and weather journals and things that have happened but it's so wonderful to then look back whilst it might not be feelings and emotions it's a journal over time and you can really see how far you've come yeah. in a space of time and i think that's the, that's the point as well being able to see you know in a year's time well how far have you come it's a good kind of measure for yeah. progress because one of the things we don't do as individuals and business owners or whatever is look back and see how far we've come because we go well we're just focusing on the future but you know celebrating what you've achieved yeah yeah i mean i i went back and looked at my journal entry for march 2020 and i was looking at what i wrote and then you can just follow that journey you know two weeks in three weeks in four weeks in actually you're beginning yeah. to calm down a little bit and, and and it does the other really and there's so many different aspects that we can talk about journaling but you know if you are in a, a low ebb currently go back and look in your journal when you're at a high ebb what were you writing about what were you doing what were the actions you know those sort of things and it's that you can learn from you know where we were and what made me what put me in a good space because journaling is yes. just a tiny part of it okay i'm really big on 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 my own on looking after myself and that's something i've learned through journaling but you know i i do stuff like i meditate um, on a daily basis I go cold water swimming I I play golf because I flip in love playing golf I found stuff that makes me happy and yeah, yeah and, and just to get back to, to the, the stuff I, I'm a really open and honest person Lou you know me I yeah. will talk about yeah. most things but there yeah. is stuff that goes in my journal that I will never talk to people about and yeah. I think that's why it's still that little release it doesn't have to sit and Bonk, you know, bonk, bonk, bonk up inside your head. It can go down yeah. onto that piece of paper and just get it all out there. So it's, yeah. it is really, you mentioned the word earlier on, it's really cathartic in it. And I, it, there's, it, you write about the good stuff as well as the bad stuff. Get yeah. the bad stuff out of your head onto a piece of paper. Yeah. But yeah, you write about the good stuff. I always finish off my journals with what am I looking forward to? Um, what do, well, I finish off personally with I would like to attract dot, dot, dot. And I complete that sentence. And that can be a business situation or a personal situation. Um, I'm so going, you're, you're attracting more golf weekends. That's what I can see. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or yeah, I mean, definitely. Yes. And, and I've, I've written about women. I've put, you know, I've put, I want to track yeah. so-and-so on there as well. hundred percent. I've done that. Um, sure. I'm just never going to tell anybody who I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So you talk about, um, you know, looking forward to things and what you want in your life. What is next for the journaling guy? Well, I have just handed my notice in um, and everybody who needs to know knows, but we, cause I'm a radio presenter. I haven't said it on the radio yet. So I only hope that I get to do that before this podcast is released. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk but, about that offline. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But so I've handed my notice in. So I am, uh, I live in rural North Devon now. I'm moving back down to Exeter, an area I know well, an area I've lived before. And I've got a really good business network and support network around there. I'm going to go all in on the journaling guy and who needs instructions. But my current focus is the journaling guy. So I've given myself a, a, maybe a six month window to really get this off the ground. It's got to start paying its way and putting a roof over my head, basically. Um, but when you believe in something so passionately and I've done plenty of business plans, you and I have the support of some some really good uh, mentors and people like that. And, and you know, I, I wouldn't be 
I don't mind taking a risk. I don't mind taking yeah. a risk, but it's a calculated risk. So yeah, I'm just going all in on this. I'm going to be creating content. I'm going to be running workshops. Uh, I'm going to be selling journals. I'm going to be 24 seven journaling because actually I am already 24 seven journal. I join every single day and now I get to talk about it during the day as well. So I'm just going to go for it. And, and the Good idea in, in very sensible terms is that <clears throat> this can create some money, which I can then put into who needs instructions. And the yep. plan for who needs instructions is for that to be a community interest company. It's a CIC. It's a not-for-profit organization. Yep. And I want to start workshops and groups and help men communicate better, be a bit more open and honest. Simple as that. So big plans, really. Got to get guys talking more. Fabulous. Ouch. Fabulous. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I kind of want to invite you to publish one of your journals. Just, you know, obviously make it for public consumption. Um, but, you know, I kind of want to see and then, you know, literally revisit in, in six months time and go, OK, Matt, you said in six months time, where are you now? Um, yeah. Anyway, that, that's the kind of like, you know. Well, that was really interesting because I did publish one page of a journal the other day. Um, and just to kind of give people an example. Look, this is the kind yeah. of stuff I write about. And don't get me wrong, it was filtered, um, but it was quite business focused in terms of, you know, it was one of those days where I said, God, wouldn't it be nice just to have a job and a salary oh. and have someone else make decisions? It was one of those days, Lou. And you yeah. and I know as, yeah. as, as self-employed people, yeah. they come around from time to time. So I was just being really blunt and honest and I put that stuff yeah. out there. But I will yeah. write a journal between the time I finish working on radio. I'm going to have a little bit of time off with my family at Christmas and I'll come back and I'll, that first day's journal, I will publish that and it will be about my my feelings and my hopes and my thoughts for the journaling guy over the next yeah. six months. And then in six months time, we'll go and have a look at that and we'll say, right, what worked, what didn't, um, yeah. what, what, what did I manifest and, uh, and what did I do wrong? And I'm sure there'll be, it's going to be a very bumpy road. <laughs> well, Matt, um, I'd love to have you back on in six months time, kind of, you know, May, June, um, in 2023 to have another conversation but in the meantime um, how can people get hold of you the website is called thejournalingguy.com uh, so come and find it there um, there and the, the social media channels apart from twitter which you can't get the journaling guy on because it's too many characters um, but if you search for the journaling guy you still find it so wherever you find it and i'm on linkedin as well personally and as the organization um and yeah come and connect with me there come and learn from me there come and teach me there you know we, we've we're on this journey together so so yeah it, mr matt young is is kind of the overarching thing but you'll find me under the journaling guy everywhere online thank you oh matt you are incredible and you know you've come such a long way but uh, i feel like you've got so far to go in a really positive way so um thank you so much for coming on to my podcast and sparing the time today um, and hopefully we'll catch up again really soon. Lou, that's really sweet of you. Thank you very much. We, we've we've known each other for a, a year or so now, and um, we've both come a long way in that time. And it's great to see you growing as well. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as I have recording it. I look forward to have you listening in again for the next episode. And in the meantime, I'd love you to rate, review and download this episode. Thanks again for listening.